Calm Your Mind Sessions, putting brain science, mindfulness and psychology together for your practical use. Join every week with Jess Bigonio, mindfulness coach, psychotherapist and author, as she gives you methods to calmly navigate your way through the latest world challenges. Those of you who have been doing these sessions will know that I'd like to start um, each session with a centering exercise called the Instant Calm Mini Meditation. And that comes from my Mindfulness Without Meditating method. Um, so let's begin. All you need to do is sit comfortably and close your eyes if that's comfortable for you. If not, whenever you do any mindfulness practice, you can always choose just to have your eyes open and fixed on something still. So I invite you just to come into a still, settled position. And we're just going to begin by taking some nice deep breaths in and out. So making sure that on the in-breath, you really fill your belly and fill your lungs right up to your collarbones. And on the out-breath, making sure to really release all the air and release the weight of your body down into your seat, into the ground. So just taking a few breaths like this in your own time. And then releasing any control over your breath, allowing it to come in its own time. And opening your ears to the realm of sound. Picking out five things that you can hear. And then coming down from our minds into our bodies, noticing what your body's in contact with. What your feet are in contact with. Sensations inside the feet. And then bringing your attention into the space around you, getting a sense of space around you, the sense of any objects that are around you. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Okay, hopefully that helped you guys to become a bit more centered, come back into the present moment. 
And so we can begin um, our topic for today. And what I wanted to talk about today is emotions and what the human experience is of having a range of positive and negative emotions. Okay, particularly at the moment, the roller coaster that we've all been through um, with this pandemic, um, it felt particularly relevant to talk about this a little bit. Um, now, um, Although it is more likely that we're going to have more ups and downs when our external circumstances are more unstable or challenging or difficult, the reality is that as we have a human brain, it means that we will always have a mix of positive and negative emotions for the rest of our lives. It's not something that we can get around. Okay. And I think we all know this on a rational level, right? We all have this sense of, yes, we know that sometimes we feel good and sometimes we feel bad. But despite this fact, we all just want to have the positive ones, not, not the negative ones. Despite the fact that throughout our lives, we've always experienced positive and negative. We still, we just, uh, can I just, I don't want to feel them right now. The negative ones, okay, I, I know I've got to have them, but I don't want to feel them right now. It's a bit like me with Pilates. I, I hate Pilates, I find it extremely boring. I know that it's good for my body, but I never want to do it right now. It's like, oh, I don't even want to think about doing it later. It's just, yeah, I just don't want to have to experience the challenges of Pilates, um, even though I know rationally that it's good for me. And it's the same with, with our negative emotions. We know that we've got to go through them. We know that we're going to have them, but um, we just don't, you know, we have this kind of resistance. Um, so, um, what does this resistance look like? Um, it, and this is what really makes things worse, is when we experience a negative emotion, we have the reaction that it's somehow it's wrong to have it, that something's wrong. And not only that it's wrong to have it, but there's also something wrong with me, okay? So this, this is kind of double whammy that we tend to do, is that I'm feeling something negative, what's wrong, and then what's wrong with me. We have this tendency to go inwards, um, and that kind of just makes everything worse. So, I don't know, for, ex for example, you might experience a wave of low mood, and that can come because you've had some news that's difficult, or you've read something that's difficult, or you've had some thought about um, your current situation. And sometimes it's just without even knowing why, and we have a wave of low mood. So the reaction is uh, something's wrong and then something's wrong with me. And this is the resistance that causes the suffering. So what if instead we said to ourselves, it's okay to feel it? What would it be like to not try to change or fix it or, or even from stop it from happening in the future? Right? We put a lot of effort into this kind of, I don't want to feel anything negative in the future either. What if we could have a negative emotion without all of this judgment? What would that be like? And it's not as related to external circumstances um, as much as we think it is. You know, sometimes we might, um, I don't know, somebody that's not in a relationship might want to be in a relationship and then they create a load of suffering for this negative emotions that come from that. And then they get into a relationship and then the person is not behaving in the way that they want them to sometimes, or um, they have negative feelings about that relationship. And then, the, you know, there's this feeling of something's wrong, something's got to change. But the reality is, no matter what our situation, we're always going to have some negative and some positive emotions about um, the situation that we're in or about ourselves. 
Okay. So if we can learn to move through the, both the negative and the positive emotions more freely, we can begin to get a sense that nothing has gone wrong. So don't, no matter whether we're having positive or negative emotions, we have this sense that nothing's actually wrong. It's just a normal part of being a human being. Even when things are really objectively bad, we, what can sometimes help is we can take comfort in the fact that there is usually a lesson in there, even if we can't see it at the moment. When bad things happen, it can actually be an opportunity to become more aware in some way, for example. Like if you're going through a, a, a separation, that, um, that awareness can be that I need to take more care of myself or that um, I can start to become aware of the kind of thinking that I have about situations. And the more aware I become, the more I'm able to sort of have a bit more control over how, it, how I experience my life. There's a, um, a sort of saying mantra that's um, one of my favorites from Tara Brock, who's a, a well-known uh, mindfulness Buddhist teacher. And she says, may this serve to awaken me, okay? So whenever we're going through something really bad, bad that's happening to us, we can sort of take some comfort from the fact that somehow, even if we can't see the lesson, there's some lesson in there that helps us to let go of the resistance a little bit and move through it. Because when we resist, this is when we get suffering. It kind of gets us stuck rather than letting us flow through the negative ones and into the positive ones that will inevitably come next. So if we're, if we're stuck in a negative emotion and we're putting all our energy and all of our thinking in how to change it, how to, and, and all this resistance, all of that brain power goes into that and it doesn't free us then to have the brain power that we need to, to kind of experience the other more positive, warmer emotions that are available to us. We need to be able to move through so we can get through to the other side. Okay. So with all that in mind, let's uh, drop into a practice. Those of you who have not practiced with me before, um, all you need to do is just follow along with the guiding as best you can. And a couple of points to bear in mind, um, that mindfulness practices are not about stopping your thoughts. So you are gonna get lots of thoughts because that's what our brains do. Uh, and you might have different emotional experiences and that's okay too. So the idea here is not to resist anything and just to simply practice observing our experience as it happens. Okay, so not trying to get anywhere, not trying to be a particular way, just allowing ourselves to flow through our experience as best we can. Okay, so getting yourselves comfortable and Finding a posture that allows you to stay awake, but also allows you to be comfortable. So you can either sit back against something or sit up straight. But ideally having your legs uncrossed, that gives us a sense of a bit more stability and centeredness. And when you're ready, just closing your eyes gently. And just begin by becoming aware of the weight of your body as it goes down 
through your sit bones, into your seat, into the ground. And noticing the points of contact between your body and anything you're sitting on. Where do you most notice your weight? And taking a couple of deeper breaths in and out. Really filling the lungs and then releasing down into the chair, into the ground. And then just beginning to include sound in your awareness. Noticing sound outside of your room. And you may notice our mind's tendencies to label sounds. And seeing that if instead of doing that, we can just notice their raw qualities their rhythm, their pitch, their intensity. You might also notice liking mind, which tells us whether we like a sound or not. Simply notice that happen if it does and come back once again to allowing the sounds to come and go. And every time you notice thought, your minds go off into thinking. Remembering that's what minds do, it's not a mistake. Allowing the thoughts to come and go, just like the sounds. And so now dropping down from our heads and into our bodies. And with the same quality of listening that we apply to sounds, bringing this quality of awareness to the sensations inside the body.
perhaps noticing the space out of which the sensations appear. You might notice some pulsing or some tingling, some vibration, some clenching, some numbness. Without resisting anything, simply noticing it just like you notice the sounds. And sometimes liking mind will be applied to the sensations in our body as well. We're just noticing that too. And if at any time the sensations in the body become distracting or too intense, we can choose to come back again to sound, using sound as our anchor, just like sometimes we use the breath. Tuning in to the rhythm, the pitch. how long they stay as new ones appear. And then if you choose and when you're ready, coming back once again into the body. And seeing if you can breathe into the whole of the body. As if you're filling the body with awareness on an in-breath. And releasing, letting go on an out-breath. And if any sensation in your body calls more for your attention, you could choose to explore it further. Noticing the space that it takes up. Perhaps it has a pulse or a centre. If it had a temperature, what temperature would it be? Perhaps it's neutral. 
If it had a colour, what colour would it be? And if this sensation is tight or tense in some way, you can perhaps try to imagine it softening, it dissolving. Sending a kindly breath into this area. bringing a kindly awareness to it, softening. Noticing how the sensations in our body come and go just like sounds or change in intensity. Sometimes they stay longer. Sometimes they're just short as new ones appear. And then we can choose to redirect our attention whenever we like into the breath. Wherever you can notice the breath most vividly, might be in the rise and fall of the belly, or in the inflow and outflow of breath in the nostrils. spending a few moments now following the cycles of the breath as they roll in and out of the body Perhaps noticing the point at which an in-breath turns to an out-breath or an out-breath turns to an in-breath. floating on the waves of the breath, as if you were floating on the waves of the sea. With no effort on your part, allowing the breath to come and go in its own time.
And then noticing once again, the weight of your body. As it goes down through your sit bones into the chair, into the ground. And taking a deeper breath in. And breathing out, releasing down into the ground, into the earth. And as we begin to bring this practice to a close, congratulate yourself for taking this time to do something for your own well-being. Do the best that you can to allow your experience to be just as it is, as it changes, as new experiences come and go, allowing them to flow through you. with less resistance and more acceptance. And so just beginning to move a little, stretch a little. When you're ready, you can open your eyes to bring this practice to a close. done everyone. Before we move on to talk about that practice for a minute, I just wanted to let you know that if you're enjoying these sessions and want to get the full benefits of mindfulness, which is long-lasting, reduced stress, anxiety, and better mood and relationships that only really come from the daily practice, you can take my online course and learn how to get there. The advantage of the online course rather than live is that you can start anytime you like and that you can take the lessons anytime that suits you. You will also have access to email support from me and all of the guided practices that you need as well.